0: beautiful human thanks for letting us into your ears today we are about to talk with Tanache and the cheat codes a lot of life being lived between all of them the guys of the cheat codes have a brand new album out hellraisers part one it is the first part of a three-part series we will discuss please subscribe to this podcast and share it with those you care about i beg you okay here we go hello beautiful human my name is zach that's dan and we welcome tinashe hey
1: I know. hello 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 how's also, it going
0: the cheat code should be joining us maybe soon who knows um uh, things are okay how are you
2: i can't complain i've been doing very well <laughs>
0: hey, you've been pretty freaking busy is, is yeah. that uh, why are you forcing yourself to be busy or do you feel deep down like this this organic natural want to get out there and make art
2: um I personally love being busy I love working and making new things and collaborating and doing shows and performing and so this last year the adjustment of not being able to like do as many shows or even just be as active as I have been in the past was was a big transition so I'm excited to finally be able to to do to be busy again
0: <laughs> you have the record lean on me which yes. Yeah it is not a take on the original lean on me. It is a no, a, it a fresh version, but you also released an amazing cover of I'm every woman. You also have a, a another record love line, right? Like, yep. Yep.
2: I've you
0: been have been doing been, a lot. You've been busy. So <laughs> are you writing during quarantine and then emerging with stuff ready to share or how, how do these collaborations happen? Like with the cheat codes?
2: yeah for me quarantine was a was the perfect time to take it upon myself to like dig deeper into the creative process to take it farther with art to be able to do some more experimental stuff to try some new things myself sonically and to of course have more collaboration i think artists were more down to collaborate because we were already sending things back and forth Mm. in the quarantine than maybe they were pre-quarantine because everyone's really busy it's hard to get people in the same studio or focused on the same thing so um collaborations were really easy over quarantine everyone was like locked in yeah. uh, so for me it was really fun to be able to do like a few of those and to be able to make songs that are multiple genres i never like to stick to like one particular sound i i feel like as a human being and as an artist i have a lot of range so, yeah, I think the the quarantine was a great time to just become a better artist, better person.
0: <laughs> How does this record with the Cheat Codes kind of help showcase your range and maybe not where you're going, but, or maybe it is where you're going.
2: Yeah, I mean, I love this record with the Cheat Codes. I think it's, it's really special because um, it really encompasses, I feel like, the energy that we want to bring post-2020. Um, if we're all you know, going through this kind of collective trauma, I guess, or this big change in our lives, um, whether it be just being locked down, you know, dealing with coronavirus and and the aftermath. I think a lot of us have felt like some sense of, heaviness over the course of this last year a lot of us have really been kind of going through it in our own ways so just acknowledging that but at the same time trying to bring happiness the song is really about like being there for one another and friendship and love and like togetherness and I think that those are themes that we really want to celebrate this year and we want everyone to continue that positive energy and that camaraderie and and being able to rely on one another so I think this song is really special
0: are and you perfect Timing. <laughs> are, are you getting the record when it's done or are you getting production and writing to it? What is the process like?
2: Um, every collaboration is different with this song. I heard uh, the chorus and the production already. And then I wrote like my verse and then the kind of duet part was created from there. So it was really kind of like a step by step process. But they had the hook already. And so they already had like the general theme. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. This is this is totally what I would like to sing about. Um, so yeah, so then the collaboration kind of goes from there. They, I think they sent it to like my management and it was just boom, bam, that simple.
1: (laughs) How freeing has it been in your career since you've gone independent? Like, would you have these same opportunities if you were still signed?
2: Honestly, I think I've been able to be 20 times more collaborative now that I've been an independent artist. Being with a major label is amazing because you're able to work with a lot of new people and get your budgets and all those things that major labels provide. But at the same time, I think it's a business. And so in order to kind of go through all of the big machine that a record label is, it's harder to get as many collaborations out or just as many records out. So since I've been independent, I've really been in control of every move that I make and Every release that I put out has been really fun and exciting. I love just dropping music and not like overthinking it. So, um, being independent has been really great
0: for that. Yeah, is that love freeing it. or scary? The ability to. Uh, end- for me, being- it's
2: been really liberating. And it's also kind of inspired me to be, I think, a better artist because uh, there is more, I guess, focus and pressure on me. And I think I thrive under pressure. I love having all of the responsibility of my career be in my control. Um, it, it it makes me kind of rise up to the opportunity and like work harder.
0: I totally if, understand that. I, I really do. Like there is this like comfort that comes with having like a big machine there to kind of guide you and you get comfortable in letting them drive the ship. You Yeah. Absolutely. But But at the same time, like that complacency and that comfort is what eternally can hurt you if you don't like wake up to it.
2: I agree. I think I've become a way better artist uh, since going independent. And I think that it was a really crucial and important part of my career journey, um, being able to go from this place where I learned a lot being signed and I was able to do so many things and travel and, you know, go on tour with amazing artists. But now I have all that experience, all that knowledge, and I can take that into just being the best artist that I can possibly be and make the best art and like that be the core of it. So that's really special
0: and really fun. Your story is pretty crazy. You grew up in Kentucky, right? And your parents are professors?
2: Yeah, I was born in Kentucky. I didn't actually grow up there though, but yeah, I was born in Kentucky, but my parents are both professors, which is kind of ironic because I didn't go to college. So (laughs) I I definitely took a different path than everyone else in my family.
0: You grew up in California, right? Like they, they, did, did you guys move here and they actually work? Like they work at two California universities.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We moved here when I was seven or eight years old, I think. Um, So I was in first grade. I just finished first grade when we moved out here. And for me, it was, I felt like I was finally able to pursue the type of things that I really loved to do. Even as a kid, I loved acting and singing and being on stage and in front of the camera. So you know, moving to L.A., I was able to go to auditions and I, and it just was much more easily accessible to me. So it was it was really awesome that my parents were so supportive of my career from such a young age.
0: Where do you think that comes from? Because they are obviously intellectuals as they are professors. Yeah. But your dad is a professor of acting, so he does have some creativity within him.
2: Totally. I mean, the theater professor in him, I think, understands the love of performing. So that first and foremost. But I think aside from that, I think I just give them really great credit for, I guess, following their intuition or just trusting that um, in me or in the. it's hard to say what exactly gave them that the, the foresight or the trust to be able to allow me to pursue it from so young. But I'm very thankful that they were able to do that because yeah, changed, give them changed my life
0: <laughs> for the better. I mean, I give them a lot of credit because the truth is, you know, they're professors and everybody knows that if you are a professor at a college and you have a kid, you get a pretty dope discount on college. You education. And, and my
2: two brothers are, they're, they're in this, they're in the college system. Like they're there now they're using the, they're using it.
1: <laughs> so they, they get to years. take advantage.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Isn't your brother doing music? Didn't you collab with him or am I making that up?
2: No, you did. My brother, uh, Tulani, actually is making music under the stage name Quiet Child, which is what his name means. And, um, you know, it's it's really cool that he's able to to make art as well and we're able to do stuff together. Like, that's just so fun. I love my family, so
0: it's like perfect. <laughs> And correct me if I'm wrong. Your name means God, or we are God.
2: It means God is with us. God is with us. i Yeah, my dad's from Zimbabwe, so that's where we all get our our names from.
0: Correct me again if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, like you're first generation, right?
2: Yep, I am. I, on my dad's side, my mom is is American, but my dad has moved here when he was also seven
0: years old. So, wow. yeah, pretty cool. That's pretty baller. And now he's a professor and now look at his daughter and his children. It's pretty cool. Just knowing how
2: that generation has been able to the trajectory from my dad. Yeah. Coming over here with nothing, not even being a citizen to, to now, you know, all the things that we have, we're very lucky. So it's very exciting.
0: He puts things into perspective, right? And it gives new meaning and definition to challenges.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And and I think that having gratitude and being able to put life in perspective is always really amazing. And I think another thing why coronavirus or I guess this last year was important was because it really helped us all put life into perspective and, and really refocus on the things that are important. So yeah, I feel feel good
0: what is important as we embark uh as we i, I guess we're midway through 2021 so what what yeah. is important that wasn't important last year
2: I think uh just an added sense of of hope and excitement for the future i think we're moving towards you know light and energy and excitement as opposed to this year of like uncertainty and not knowing what was going to happen there was a lot of questions and uneasiness and anxiety so i'm just excited that this new Era of music, and hopefully, when we get back to performing live shows, that's going to be so much fun. So, I'm really looking forward to touring again and all those good things.
1: Was Songs for You the first project you put out since you went independent?
2: Yeah, it was. It was.
1: So, how is that creating that kind of by yourself without the big machine behind you?
2: I think I'm really proud of Songs for You. I think it's the perfect. And It encompasses exactly where I am in my life and in my career and my creative journey. So to be able to accomplish that sonically while I didn't have the major label machine, I think was was a really amazing feat. Um, And yeah, I'm really proud of that album. I was really sad I didn't get to tour it last year. So it's exciting to be able to hopefully play more of those songs this next coming year. It still feels really fresh to me that's
0: good so what goals have you set for yourself you know you've obviously been signed to a major you're now doing it on your own like do the goals shift at all
2: yeah i think so and i think what i think is important has shifted as well i think when i first got into this industry a lot of the goals were very based on things that are stats you know like a number one album a grammy yeah. um signed to a major label all this that the third uh collaborate with boom bam boom bam Um, but I think that the longer that I've been in the industry, the more that you realize that you can kind of zoom out from those, those statistics, those numbers and those specific accolades. And I think now the goal is more so to create the best art or to be really inspirational to my peers, to show up on a lot of mood boards, to, um, make something that I'm proud of in 10 years. Like those things are really important now that i maybe wasn't considering.
0: To show Before. up on a lot of mood boards, so you want to inspire oh, yeah. others.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that that's like the ultimate compliment when you hear or you see maybe something that you've done in other artists. That means that you're oh. you know an important part of the culture and the zeitgeist, and and that's the ultimate compliment as oh. a creative. I think.
0: I gotta remember that because I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. And I see somebody doing what I've done. I want to. I want to go after them. I want to no, show
2: the- you should t- you should take it as a compliment. <laughs> no. It's a huge compliment.
0: No, I take it as great I take great offense to it and it uh, <laughs> keeps me up at night and it makes me question my overall relevancy and if I'm even, even <laughs> anymore. Um, it's true, it's sad, but it's true. What do you think? Well, I got in some sort of
1: internet home we were doing research on you and I found something from like a few years ago that said uh you said I want to go back to making music for fun. Was there a point where it wasn't fun and you just felt like you were just like this thing and you were doing what you were like a machine or a robot?
2: No, I don't think I ever felt like that, but I feel like it was the intention behind making music. Like I said, kind of just now um, it was more so based on trying to chase like a hit or trying to achieve like. Something that sounded like it could go on these playlists or it could be on the radio or so-and-so would like it. Taking into consideration the fans, the media, all of those things, as opposed to just making whatever I wanted to make. Mm. So it's not that I ever felt like I was maybe doing something against my... That, like, I couldn't control. It wasn't out of control, but I do think that it was maybe a little bit misguided, like, potentially for the wrong, not totally wrong reasons, but, like, some of the wrong
1: reasons. (laughs) You think that's why Tuon was so successful? Was that just you? Nobody was saying anything about whispering in your ear, do this, do that?
2: Yeah, I mean, we made it, like, in a garage like on a Thursday night just happened to, it wasn't a, 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 it wasn't a session that the label had set up. It wasn't something that we had all this pressure at the time. I was doing a lot of sessions with like big name producers, like Max Martin and like Stargate. And those guys are awesome. But uh, this was just like, yeah, like me and my friends in like a garage and that vibe is always magical. Like there's always just something really special about, Um, when you don't even try that hard and it just kind of falls together. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful
1: day!
0: It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. before we get to the guys of codes who are waiting in the uh, little zoom waiting room. Oh, nice. <laughs> what do you take with you from that session that you carry with you to other stuff? Because clearly think, like it wasn't glossy and it's beyond work.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think what I've learned the most about having that hit, I guess, is that you can't ever really predict it. That some songs feel like they're going to be that again. And maybe, it's not the case, and you can't put the pressure behind every song that's going to have the same outcome. Like when we made that song, we weren't intending like, oh, this is going to be a smash. We were just making what we thought was a vibe. So I feel like having that intention when you're creating music, like this is just what we want to hear. This is a vibe that we're on. I think that's really important.
0: And on that note, we bring in the cheat codes, please. Ah. Them into the Zoom room, <laughs> all of them. Hello, everybody. How- right. What up, man? How you been? Oh, you know, just existing. Let's discuss. Lean on me. How does this record... I I talked to Tasha about it a few minutes ago. How, like, what headspace are we in when we start writing this thing, or does it really start with production?
3: Um, I think a lot of times it starts with the concept. Um, Been a crazy year and a half, and the concept of just, you know, something uplifting. And also, I think a lot of people went through this whole year and a half and maybe some people they thought were friends weren't really there for them during this period. And then they kind of found out who their real friends are or their real, uh, support system was. So I think that's kind of like a relatable idea, but uh, yeah, but for us, a lot of times we start ideas with concepts that we kind of go from there, build
0: everything out. So who goes, let's submit this to Tanashi and see what she says about what how the song came about <laughs> yeah no like yeah like like who says like a part of th- you guys the three of you that tanashi th- that we should send this to her and
4: oh yeah this could oh, make well, sense <laughs> is like, yeah exactly. um like, i mean what is the reason <laughs> uh no we've we've definitely uh, we wanted to do a song with Tanashi for a long time we, we've been fans of her music and i've always loved the idea of you know being able to collaborate on something so a lot of the time it's just a matter of finding the an, an idea that works for both of us you know something that we can meet in the middle on and uh they were able to send it over to her. She did her thing, wrote her verse, absolutely killed it. Um, and yeah, it's one of those things where it's just uh I think she was able to connect with it in a way that we were as well, but even though it might not be your normal cup of tea or whatever, um yeah, we we're able to make something happen.
0: Would you call this record a normal cheat codes record, or is it different than what was what you were putting out pre Panorama? Um I think <laughs>
4: I think that what makes it different is is Tinashe and her vocals and how she and like she uh, what she brings to the table. I guess it's just like her whole different way of uh you know performing on the song is uh, makes it uh, something special something that we haven't normally done. I guess. But uh, as far as sonically, I, I think it sounds like a cheat code song.
0: Hellraiser's Part One. This is a part of that Part One. What what role does this song play in the overall story that you're telling?
3: Um. Well. So- the- the album is actually uh named after our manager who passed away last year um, because he used to call us hellraisers all the time uh just because we i don't know i think we annoyed a lot of people in the industry because we always wanted everything we wanted and we we didn't want to budge on anything so he always just us hellraisers um but yeah he was he was like a guy in our corner that we could always lean on and we could always uh we knew he would have our backs even if we kind of came up with a weirdly creative idea that normal people wouldn't do or normal artists or industry standard wouldn't do. So, um, and yeah. And, and like, like we said before, like we want this song to be uplifting for people. Like we don't want, uh, I don't know. It's just, we want we want people to be positive and be able to, uh, go back out in the world and have fun and connect with people and, and experience that to the music
0: as well. Is it a compliment to be called a Hellraiser? For, for <laughs> us, it was. For us, I it was.
3: Think, uh, yeah.
4: yeah, I think yeah. it's just, like, <laughs> I think it goes, just, you know, uh, you know, doing what we want to do not not necessarily like going with what we're supposed to do. We're, like a lot of DJs have to like, I don't know, we just like, no other DJ has done like a three-part album, I guess, or like where we split it up in different, you know, genres and things like that. So it just like, kind of goes with the idea of being able to, you know, not put ourselves in a box and sort of, push the envelope in different ways and to uh um yeah
0: why is there a need for three parts why can't it all fit on one and how long is it all going to (laughs) be
4: there's a lot of songs so i think that's a big part of it it was one of those things where um when we started chico's we you know we've always wanted to do an album since day one that's been a big thing on our to-do list and uh um even when we started toying with the idea of doing an album years and years ago we thought it'd be cool to do a three-part album even though we thought it'd be like a you know big undertaking but um whenever the, whenever the, you know, whenever COVID hit and we had so much time to be in the studio, it was, it was something that we weren't really used to just because we've been touring so frequently since we started, I guess, and didn't really have the time to do a full body of work. And when it was time to sit down and start making all these uh, new songs, we, you know, we had a big, like, pile of songs. We are doing so many sessions. We had 30, 40, 50, 60, and ended up being over 100 songs, you know what I mean? And um we didn't want to, like, just have to pick the 12. We, we, we fell in love with so many different types of, songs and we felt like they sort of fit into three different groups and they sort of you know each represent like a, 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 a genre that we all really like grew up with you know I, I've always loved pop music just in say one I've always been a huge fan of whoever's on the radio anything that's catchy and uh, Kevy's always been a huge uh, fan of emo and hip-hop and rap and things like that that's sort of how Kevy and Matt actually met and uh, Dan, uh, Matt has always been super into dance stuff he's always been like the, the one always DJing and things like that very into creating the live show and things like that. So, uh, it just sort of, it felt right. It felt organic to be able to, um, show a little bit of personality and sort of a, a part for each one of us, I guess.
0: So three parts, three different genres. The first part is who's
4: me. Hey, it's a boy. Part one is very pop oriented and very just like, uh, catchy, feel good songs. That you want to sing along want a lot- party to, And, uh, yeah, so that's sort of the vibe for part one.
0: And, and like, okay, so part one will be 12 songs, part two. So we're talking full albums. Like, this is not like EP or like like album light type bullshit. This is like...
4: Playlist, bro. Yeah, this is yeah, real. Exactly. It's going to be over 30-something songs. So it, we're going to be doubling our discography in one year. Well, so wow. it's sort of a big thing that we, you know, it's a, it's a lot to process, but we're, we're super hyped on it. And we think that it shows a, a whole different side of us.
0: So, out yep. of the 30, I mean, we're hoping for one hit, right?
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think Lean On Me could be it. Hell yeah. Yep.
0: Ooh. Do we need <laughs> collaborations on every record, or are there any songs that are just cheat codes?
4: There are songs that are just cheat codes. Um, one of the new songs that's coming out on the album is called Mathematics and it's just us. And there's quite a few, actually, on um, part two and part three that are that are just us. We have some really cool collaborations on those um parts of the album as well that are really exciting but there's a there's a few that like uh kevy uh sings on part two that we're able to show a whole different side of of what he's able to do and uh, it's a whole different vibe for us so we're able to really show a lot of personality on this and i think it's going to be pretty exciting being able to show not just having features but being able to show songs that are just very us and um show who we are
0: do y'all feel comfortable giving notes to each other when you collaborate like back to lean on me like if you have an issue or if you have a creative thought or an idea is it okay is it acceptable to share or like what's the protocol
4: of course open yes take it too personally i was just gonna say no no
0: you you say that but like do you really mean it
4: (laughs) yeah i do i mean at the end of the day we go with best for the song that's most important and uh so i don't don't, we don't take we don't like get our ego involved i think it's a matter of making sure everyone's Uh-oh. happy, finding a balance of what's happening for everybody.
0: Nashi, did you have any notes?
2: I just fro- I just froze. I didn't, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
0: what happened. Oh, I hate
2: this. Oh. I have Zoom fatigue, Zoom. Dude. Yeah, Zoom's like the pacing of a conversation is just like not the same. It's <laughs> off,
0: dude, it's off. The whole thing's it's off. off. And- it's always awkward. <laughs>
1: <sighs> did you guys do this song in person or was this all done over the internet and over Zoom?
4: This was done all the
2: back and forth yeah. technology,
4: especially during COVID. It was so hard, like to, to really do sessions with people in person the last year it was just like, you know, everyone was, you know, scared understandably So It was just a lot of zoom sessions and getting used to that as a whole was a whole another thing, but um, we were able to make it work and uh, we, were, we were able to, uh, luckily we were able to get together and do a music video and
0: mm-hmm. uh,
4: photos together and all that fun stuff. So, but beforehand, nothing.
0: People either
2: yeah, I recorded my part
4: of, at my home studio. <laughs> oh, did I didn't realize you in your home studio? That's awesome. Yep.
0: People either love these Zoom sessions or they hate them, right? Like either productivity is through the roof or the energy is totally effing off. Where do you <laughs> each fall on that 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 spectrum? That scale. I don't like it.
1: I hate it. I will.
2: <laughs> I refuse to do Zoom sessions. I tried one, and I was like, "There we no, go." No. Nope. <laughs> No, not yeah. vibe. But I, I, I like I, doing remote sessions, though. Like because I'm like kind of an introvert. Well, that's that, that's not true. But I do like to make music by myself. <laughs> like I like to be in my zone when I'm writing and like making my own art. So I I've always made music like in my own house and in my own space. So I enjoy sending back and forth personally
4: yeah i get that too it's one of those things where when you're by yourself you're able to really like sit with your idea you don't feel rushed like in a lot of sessions you feel like oh we have this amount of hours before like pressure and the- <laughs> you yeah. want
2: to impress each other <laughs>
4: <laughs> sometimes yeah, you it works cool. to your
2: fans, though but sometimes it's nice to just like be in your own space
4: yeah totally. i think for for me um i'm definitely like uh more into writing in person than i am with zoom sessions just because i feel like you're really catching the vibe, like in the moment, like feeding off each other's energy a little bit better when you're in the same room. But uh I, I think there's you know benefits to I guess them sessions sometimes, but not for me mostly.
0: You know, he asked Ryan Tedder. He's like, I'm I'm I do 77 sessions a day, man. All day, <laughs> all day. Okay. But like but but it, each one can't be the same as what it used to be, you know? Like it, like you have to see a lack or a softening somewhere if you're yeah. upping your productivity so so intensely.
4: I, I will say, Matt Matt does a lot of Zoom sessions, and he's like the king of it. Like He, I, he I has it worked I'm out
3: I'm the only one that up. loves Zoom sessions, yeah. He does, <laughs> I, like, I he love, does it good. I love him because I hate getting dressed. That's like my biggest stress,
4: <laughs> you know?
3: It's like I'm going to he a session, and I'm like, box um, yeah, I'm like, what do I wear? I can, Yeah, I can just wear shorts or or like my underwear or whatever. It's basically. A waste <laughs> a waste yeah, Matt lifestyle. was doing the most Zoom sessions for sure yeah and it's kind of cool it's kind of cool because uh i don't know say say i make a beat or something and then i'm I'm with some writers and they they kind of write for a second and then they like mute themselves and while they're writing i'm like making a adding to the beat and then they send me some vocals and then i i send them some extra lyrics and sometimes i feel like we can write a full song in like a couple hours whereas like a normal session might be like four or five hours because you can't it's you can't have like two audio going on at the same time when you're in the same room you get what i'm saying i mean you could wear headphones i guess but it's kind of distracting you know what i mean so the idea of like muting and and then the breaks thing too i feel like when you're in a session you have like a five-hour session and then everybody wants to break halfway for like a 30-minute lunch that turns into an hour you know what i mean <laughs> on zoom you're just like eating while you're working like you just walk to the fridge it's like i don't know uh, So I I don't know, I had a lot of sessions that we wrote like a full song in like an hour, an hour and a half. And I was like, oh wow. So I have the rest of my day to do whatever I want. Cool.
0: Efficient, yes, productive, yes, but will it contain the same energy as if you were doing it in the same room? TBD, right? Yeah.
4: (laughs) Right. We'll We'll compare all the songs that were written on Zoom and written in person and see how they turn out.
3: I I think I just hate small talk too. So you know, when you're in a session, like people you don't know. And then you you have small talk for like thirty minutes.
4: Yeah,
0: That's socially acceptable. I love the small I'm just talk. Like, it's Let's like... just write a song, bro.
3: Like I don't really care. I'm like, I like not to be rude, but I don't really care about what's going on. I don't, I don't really know you that well. <laughs> you know oh my, my gosh!
0: Like, you, like, zoom,
3: zoom, It doesn't it doesn't linger as much. You know, it's more right. like hey, you guys got any ideas? What's going on?
0: Clearly, you set up a, a safe space to share and to open up your heart and <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. really let it all out. Well, I
3: mean, if it if it uh, if it inspires a, a cool concept, but you know how it is, it's oh. like, man, California lockdowns, am I right? And I'm like, yeah, okay, we talk about this every session. Do we get past yeah. this and
0: start writing a song? So, do we have do you have dates set for all the other parts here, or what?
4: Um, we're locking in dates by now. They're definitely in, it's all going to be this year, so it's all within 2021. Um, I think we'll space them out three months apart or maybe like the last two will be just two months apart i don't know we're we're, we're sorting it out but we're we're getting really close
0: but everything begins with lean on me why is this a song that is right to to kick off this era
4: for me i mean it's just like it's my favorite song in the album it's it's it just feels super super special um i can't get out of my head every time I, I listen to it and just working on it i fell in love with the song um then the music video just um uh, the one we shot it felt amazing um So I don't know everything. Everything just feels really good about it. It's a gut thing. And
3: I will say, as someone who didn't sing on the record, I was surprised by how well Trevor and Tinashe's vocals blend together because the the original version, I think, just had Tanache, right?
4: Right. And then later.
3: Yeah. So anyway,
4: thanks, bro. (laughs) Sounds
3: great. That second half, I'm like, yeah, I'm always (laughs) like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, of them. Here we go, layered that, vocals. Oh yeah,
0: that is a fear a little bit, right? Because like, God forbid, like your voices didn't mash or they just sound sonically, sonically weren't right. It would have thrown the whole thing off.
4: Yeah, yeah exactly. Like I said, that was, it's all about what's best for the song. So I mean, if, if my voice sounded just like trash on on it with her, I'd be like, all right, never mind, take it away. It's all Tanache. But, but luckily, we were able to make it. You know, it sounds it sounds nice in my opinion. So made I it mean, work.
0: Hellraisers Part One. That is the first. Of three albums that are on the way link in the description below also uh lean on me is a song link in the description below click it listen to it well Damn, final thoughts what are you thinking i think
1: we are got it covered
0: you you we've covered we've covered a lot
1: here we have covered a lot here
0: i know but there's more there's more discussion to do come back with part two and part three come out lean on me is the single though Tanase, i appreciate your time and energy
2: yes thanks. thanks for having me it was an honor to meet you Nice to meet you.
0: See you guys. And you three boys. Bye, I love girl. Ya. Thank you, Tinashe. Hey, I love you, bro. Dude. We really appreciate
4: luck. you. And man, it's good to see you.
0: You guys are amazing. Uh, thank you for giving us time and energy. And I will see you soon. Um, because there's two other albums on the way.
4: <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll be in there shortly.
0: Yeah, dude. Next time we'll be in person. And I think we're going to go see your show on May 8th. So. Yes. Oh, yes!
4: nice. Woo! Giddy up. Oh, I'm pumped. I'll see y'all. Is that in Orange County? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys.
0: Dude, send me love. Thanks Later. for everything.
4: Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it.
0: Bye. Bye, Trevor. Bye, Kevy, Bye. Bye, Matt. Later,
1: guys.
0: Hey, beautiful human, thanks for letting us into your ears today and for hanging out with Tinashe, Cheat Codes, and Dan and myself. We really appreciate it. Please subscribe to our podcast, share it with those you care about, and have a great day. Please be safe. Hug your family if you can, and... Don't go to jail. I'll talk to you soon. Peace and love.